This morning we have uh, three short scripture passages. Uh, we're going to be reading these together. Just a little, uh, little background to the, to the first one, which is from the book of Isaiah. And this is the voice of God speaking. And it is the voice that reflects what God's posture is to us. And this is where we begin. Let's join together. Where it says, I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will hold you up. And then from Micah, we have a very straightforward message of how we are to live in response to this. And this says, what does the Lord require of you but do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God? And then finally, we hear from Jesus who guides us, and this is as clear as can be and so familiar, many of us know this by heart, where he says... Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your strength, and with all of your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. And now may God bless our understanding and living of this word of abundant life. I love summertime. I love it. And you know, summer was beautiful. I know there were some hot times, but it's beautiful. It's summer. And now summer is a wonderful memory. I don't like to say summer's over, but it's a wonderful memory just to be able to to savor, you know, and and to think about it. I always say there's some beautiful days when I say to Laura, it's like, I'm going to remember this in February. Right? I remember this in March. And now school's back in session, vacations are over, and where would we be without school and without work, right? So we need all of it, of course, each in its good time. So all the children, as Laura was saying, with this wonderful mass of kids up front, school's back in session, the kids are notched up to the next level. It's interesting what happens, right? And we've all been through this. So we leave in June or so, or May, and then we notch up to the next level. We kind of, we go through this transformation. We expect different things of ourselves. We expect different things from, from, from those around us and so forth. We advance to the next year. A wonderful preschool here has begun, and that's always a happy time with these beautiful, beautiful, eager faces. You should come here sometime during the week and just feel the energy of, of these kids. And Broadway Boot Camp, Broadway Boot Camp, we had a wonderful, another, another wonderful time, led by Philip here and, and Frank, and um, that's always just fabulous. And uh, also over the summer, we had you know our mission trip to Redshirt Table Reservation out in South Dakota. And um, now some of the kids who went on that mission trip have notched up to the next level, they're off to college, right? And other church kids have just started high school, their new life in high school, and their new life in middle school, and a new life in, in, in elementary school. And others who just graduated, we had a bunch of kids graduate from college last, last May, at the beginning of summer, and they're just beginning on their new career. So this moment is, is rich. It's so rich with new adventures and life-shifting transformations. All kids you know, in all ages. Now, even in the last few weeks as a church, 
We have had some things that have been mentioned, baptisms, weddings, there's renovation projects that are going on, you know, repointing the mortar, but you know, it's about half of the outside of the entire church that's being redone. Renewal, getting ready for a new year. And you know what? With our family, we had some transformations with our, with our family as well. Now that we have a church family, I'm talking about our, I'm talking about our, our own family. Some exciting things happen. Our daughter Aaliyah moved to London uh, with her job and she is thrilled as can be and Laura and I went along with her and we helped her get settled there and she's having a great time of it. And um, when we were in London, our son Scott texted um, all of us in the family and he said, I have some exciting news to share with you. So he's in Maui, Hawaii which is like 11 hours this way from, from you know, London, and we're over you know, six hours this way from, from London, and then the, you know, our other two kids, they're in Connecticut. And, and, uh, and so he shares with us that he's got some big news where his, he and his long-term girlfriend uh, are in now in a committed relationship. And, and in a year, they're going to be moving back east, they think, from Hawaii back to, uh, to the East Coast. And that's a, that's a pretty big deal with Jen and her son. And uh, Parker, Parker, who's doing the live stream today, he's got a new position and a new company. He doesn't just do live stream. He actually works as a full-time architect. <laughs> um, and oh, it's his birthday today as well. <laughs> so that's always a good one. And then, um, and then our daughter, Audra, well, she also moved to a new position in, in her school um, where she is becoming the, transitioning into um, head of lower school. And oh, she just got engaged a week ago on Friday. So <laughs> she got engaged to her wonderful boyfriend, John Hogue, and they are both here today. So congratulations to the two of you. And uh, John is a wonderful man. We're all very, very blessed. Um, so what a time. What a time. So many things going on. And so many things going on in our church family, too. So Julianne, Julianne, our student minister, didn't know I was going to talk about you. So this is, your, this is your third year with us, and you have, and we've watched you grow and, and develop and, and just mature so beautifully, and you're such a wonderful spiritual leader. Your third and, and final year in school, and we had a new staff position added, communications director, you're going to want to meet her, Janaea Patterson. And then another interesting thing happened, we have a church member, Dave Stewart, Dave Stewart is here. Dave Stewart, um, who has been so involved here in our church, um, is a church member, and he's been a deacon and chairperson of the Board of Deacons. He's been a trustee and chairperson of the Board of Trustees. He's been on the stewardship committee. Um, he's helped on all sorts of projects over the years. He's now our moderator. And uh, you might have noticed that, that Dave, you know, has started, he, he preached once for Laity Sunday, and then I asked him again, and, and he preached again, and then again, and, he, and then like three times over the summer, and, and we've been seeing him more in the pulpit. Well, he is transitioning out of being a partner of one of our country's most prestigious law firms and has just started a wonderful new life himself for him and his family as he is just starting his first year in seminary as a full-time seminary student at Andover Newton at Yale Divinity School. So that is awesome and that is very, very exciting. 
Pretty awesome. Congratulations, Dave. And we are obviously going to be seeing much more of, of Dave in the coming years. So many things going on. You know, so many things going on in, in our lives and in the kids' lives and every one of our lives, you know, sitting here. Different kinds of transformation, different kinds of transitions that are always happening in life. Our culture is transforming, right? Summer's a natural time to be noticing and making these shifts in life. As they say, life never stands still, does it? You're either growing and you're changing along with it, or you're decaying and you're declining. That's what happens with life. So, as people of faith, we embrace change. But then the question comes up, so what kind of change and what kind of life do we want to transform into? What kind of change in life do we want? Is God calling us to? Change for the sake of change, in my opinion, is, is meaningless. Just kind of moving around, doing things different just because. So 29 years ago, I was, I was talking with, before I was talking with Southport Congregational Church, I was talking with a number of churches. There was a church in Massachusetts and uh, we sat down with an interview, and I had looked at them, and they had looked at me, and um, it was a big, uh, it was, a, it was a, a contemporary church there. And so during our time of talking, um, one of them said, you know, we love change. We love change. We love to, we just love to just mix it up and do things different. And, and one of them said, yeah, like the, you know, one time when our last minister, um, he, one Sunday, he just changed the direction of all of our seats in our worship space. So we were just looking in a different way. And I said, well, that's interesting. I said, why? And they said, you know, just to do things differently. We love to shake it up. So at one point in the interview, they said to me, one of them says, says you know, how do you, how do you feel it's going here? And I said, I don't think it's a good fit. You know, I don't, I don't, I, I just, it doesn't make sense to me just to be, you know, doing things different, just to shake things up, I don't know. And directionless change is chaos. So I've been thinking about our time of transition. What we're doing as individuals, what we're doing as a congregation, from summer to a new church year. I thought about what do we want? What are we about? What's, what's the direction of our transformation? What's our purpose? What's our focus? What do we want to become and evolve into? And in thinking about that for us collectively, I, I also thought about that a lot for myself and what am I about, you know? What are my priorities, my direction? What's my continuing calling? And all this stuff is bubbling around in my mind and soul. And not long ago at 4 a.m., I don't know if this ever happens to you, sometimes three, this kind of understanding arises and emerges and begins to clarify. And when it did, it was like this very loving and very welcome reminder not only of who I really am as a human being and who I want to be, 
but it's also who I am as a minister and a great reminder of who I am and who I want to be as a father and as a husband. And what's going to give me the greatest sense in my life of direction and satisfaction as I go forward? Because it's also, I understand what God wants me to be and who and what God wants all of us to be. This understanding that emerged is incredibly simple. I don't want you to think I'm a simpleton or anything, but it's very simple. It's very grounding. It's like a guiding star for me. And since then, I find myself saying these two words, a couple words, over and over about what it is. And after I do, I go, yeah, yep, that's right. I can do that. That's who I want to be. Two words, very simple and very powerful. And here it is. It's very brief, so I don't want you to miss it. Two things that draws me into sharp focus. One, I'm loving. That's who I am, and that's, that's what I want to be in all things. So simple. It's a, so incredibly simple, and it's a great reminder of what drives me in all situations and how I want to go about life in all situations, in the good situations and in the tough situations. Because for as simple as it is, I know that simply reminding ourselves, I want to be a loving person in all things, is easy to get lost and get pushed aside in the shuffle of life where we focus on so many things. So as for as ridiculous as it might sound, it's a good reminder. I want to be loving. Second thing is, I want to be helpful. That's who I really am at my best. I want to be loving and helpful, and you know what? That's it. That's simple. I can do that. But you know, in the midst of our life with all of our transitions, job pressures, economic pressures, time pressures, can't get everything done. Oh my God, what am I going to do next? This is crazy. I got to jam it in. Maybe relationship struggles, health challenges, aging and changing abilities that go with that. Through our life's wild successes where things can get out of control as well as through daunting challenges when we can feel life closing in on us. Remembering these two very simple things can have a very very powerful impact of how to receive and how to deal with the day and how to deal with people. I got all these things to do. That's all right. You know what? I'm loving. 
I'm helpful. I can do this. I don't have to deal with a whole list of problems, issues to wrestle with. I'm helping with each one of these things. I'm helping in a loving way, and that changes things. That brings me back on center, and it makes me feel good as nothing else, regardless of circumstance. Try it. Try it. It also addresses these questions of, who am I in this situation? What am I supposed to do here? How am I supposed to respond? This is new. This is different. What's my direction? What does God want me to do here? What's the direction of our church? What is it that guides us and powers all that we do? Two things. That's right. Be loving and be faithful and helpful with my kids, with my spouse, with my friends, with my church with those in need, in life's challenges, and in the good times. And when we fall short, which we know we will, we can remember these things, and we can get back on track very, very quickly. So as we approach the new year and any life transition, if we start with the right understanding, with the right mindset, with the right heart set, the rest we find really falls into their right place. Many things are going to be required of us in the coming year, in your lives. You know some of these things are going to be pleasant. Some of these things are going to be painful. It's inevitable. But through it all, may I be simply and may we be simply and powerfully loving and helpful and with God's help. As God said, and as we read these words, I'm your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will hold you up. As a congregation, this is what is at the core of every single program that we do. We're not just doing stuff to do stuff or to be different. Everything that we do revolves around these two things. Every social event, every moment of outreach, it's at the heart of our stewardship. It's why you give, to love others and to help others. To help our children, to help thousands of people that we do in Bridgeport. All the way from, from the women and families who've been abused to the men and the women and children who are homeless and hungry, fighting addictions, the educational programs that we support for lower income inner city kids who with help can and do succeed and they rise out of poverty through love and through help. Simple, powerful, spiritual. It can transform how you understand your life and your purpose and can understand and transform the world. This is not just as we're kind of wrapping up here, but this is not, obviously, it seems so blatantly simple. Of course. Pick up a newspaper and read the newspaper. And we see, this is what we do here. It's not the way of the world. Read any and every page. This is not the way of the world. But it is what we do. And it's what the world desperately needs. So, as we close, I have a little piece that I'd like to share with you. And it's something that a church member sent me yesterday. And uh, it's something that 
she actually wrote, Deb Menick. I think Deb is here today. Deb is here today. She wrote it, she titled it, Let's Remember What Happened on September 12th. It's very personal. Because Deb's husband, Kevin, who is also Stephanie and Andrew, McCarthy's dad, Chelsea, he died in the Twin Towers on 9-11. And this piece, very powerfully, to me speaks of what can happen and what actually did happen for a period of time with an almost worldwide outpouring of love and help where Deb wrote, let's remember what happened on 9-12-01. The unimaginable loss and unforgivable violation of our national security on September 11, 2001 will truly never be forgotten. But we have to remember 9-12-01. Because that next day brought humankind together. Communities and countries rose up with an outpouring of love and compassion. Powerful, heartfelt energy healing began setting beliefs aside, neighbors stood side by side, unified as Americans, flags flew. The people made the difference across streets, towns, state lines, partisan lines. The nation rallied, spreading love and empowering strength. Americans did what they needed to do to empower the healing. Many young adults signed up to serve in the United States military, signing their life on the dotted line to protect our nation. Charities formed to never forget. America grew stronger with compassion as the catalyst. The unthinkable events of 9-11 empowered the hearts of the American people to love more, help more, become a stronger people. Let us all remember the actions that followed and the difference individuals can make. United, we stand stronger. The power and the clarity of simple things like love and help, so simple. It can transform people and communities and nations and even the world if we remember to prioritize that and if we stick with it. As we begin this new year, may this be yours, and may this be ours.
it's going to be a great year. Amen.